Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. <laughs> full of energy today yeah full of energy and sounding like a creepy old yeah. man <laughs> yeah welcome to the double cleanse podcast my name's james welsh oh and my name's robert welsh hi yes um how are things yeah really really great this week um yeah. Last time since we spoke, you've built your Disney castle. Oh, God, was that last week? <laughs> <laughs> Seems so long ago. Yeah, it took three days. Yeah. Took three mm-hmm. days. Um, and yeah. it was great. It's been a great experience. Uh, yeah, it does look beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's changed my life. Um, I'm trying to think of yeah. anything else. That... It's really difficult to have something interesting happen to you when you don't actually do anything. Yeah, I know. You have to make this your moments, don't you? Yeah, you have to make your... <laughs> Create your own moments. Create your own moments, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything happened with you this week? <laughs> no. Do you know what I did do, though? This is really boring, but, you know, at the height of excitement mm. at the moment mm. with, you know, seeing as we can't leave the house right now. Sure. Um... I bought these plastic, like, display, um, uh, not PVC. What's that thick plastic called? Terracotta. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Terracotta. I got some. Terracotta. <laughs> no, it's, um... Oh. Perspex. Perspex, that's it. Perspex. Um, Perspex shelves, so I can organise my skincare a bit more on my vanity. So, like, yeah. everything's, like, on different levels, and it looks really organised and nice. Nice. Well, you just completely yeah. froze on my phone, so I don't know what you just said. <laughs> oh, I just said, um, my vanity looks nice. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Yankee candles arrived this week. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, so that's something. Anything, um, anything in skincare you been loving? Oh god, skincare I be loving. Do I'm really proud of myself. I'm on a 22% vitamin C serum at the moment. Is that a hot a hot? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've gone from using like a 5% to a 15 mm-hmm. um to a 22%. So yeah, yeah, it's a bit more than I've been on, but the um vitamin C is encapsulated um which means it's um less irritating on the skin. Well, yeah, vitamin C, first of all, makes my skin, um, I don't know, because I always feel like, um, I use vitamin C's, and I use, like, vitamins, vitamins, things like that, and serums, when I have, like, um, a skin, like, um, moment where I'm like, this is, this is me now, I'm gonna start a whole routine, and then I, right. I start to use things together that I probably haven't even used before, and then mm. something breaks me out, and I'm like, well, it was that vitamin c yeah <laughs> it could be something really different you know well it could be something different but things like actives like and antioxidants well not antioxidants as such but actives are gonna make you break out anything that's like um um <laughs> say entering your skin anything that's entering. like um helping with cell turnover or um any actives basically are gonna make you break out for a little bit yeah, it's annoying. It's very annoying. Listen, though. Mm. So, let me tell you something. Right. I've, I've used... There's three things I've used new this week. Mm. That... Um, and none of it's makeup. Um, I'm looking around to see what... Actually, I've bought loads of new makeup, but it's boring. Well, it's okay. not boring. It's really good. But... Okay. Um, so, <laughs> I just wanted to... <laughs> I've been using... My my new face um, system, mm-hmm. you know, that electric facial thing. Oh, God, I keep meaning to buy that. Listen, do you want my old one? No, gross. Want a new one? No, my mini. Oh, that thing! Yeah, because yes. I bought I bought the whole system. So, 
It has like, you know, the red light, you know, that's like for wrinkles, things like mm. that. Oh, which I've forgotten to use. And then it has like the two balls, which are normal. And then it has like this two like prongs, like metal yeah. prongs. Yeah. And I've been using it around my eye area for a week. And I've been using this thing for like a year anyway. Mm. But I forgot how good it was. I stopped for a little while and I forgot yeah. how good it was. I've been What's using it around it my eye area. It's like, it's like, um... The only way I can describe it is like, you know those like ab muscle belts where they're oh, like, the, yeah. pop the contact fluid on and then it pinches mm-hmm. your muscles. It's that in your face, Doesn't but you don't hurt. feel it. No, okay. not at all. You don't feel it. Nothing like that. But oh my God, it makes my skin so smooth. My eye area is really, really smooth. And then guess what I've been using? Tell me. Ninocenamides. Yeah, which I don't really use a lot, despite what you say. Mm. But I had a huge breakout on my forehead this week. Like, Mm. I was like, what am I doing wrong? Why am I being punished? Mm. Why is my life turning upside down? There's a whole list of things that are done wrong. wrong. And I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was this Naya... Naya? Naya. Sinner. Matt. I was I was using that, but I also use this. So usually I don't like rate the body shop products. Yeah, I'm like a little bit like hit on this with it. Dubious, yeah, yeah. But I got this mask. I can't remember what it was. So I don't even know what I'm talking about because I can't even say what it was. The Himalayan. Isn't that package we got? Yeah, the Himalayan. Was that it? Was it? Oh, I got the Chinese ginseng and rice mask. I think you got a different. Oh, one. I got a different one. It was like um, it's it's grey. <laughs> okay. But, oh my God, so I I used that on my forehead one day because I, I get spots. I'm like, right, put something on it. Mm. <laughs> and then I use the nymacenamide. Sure. And then I use some pimple patches and literally mm. the next day, gone. Got, mm. Just gone. There's like a few little marks where I mm-hmm. picked them, but nothing crazy. And yeah. I and again, it's, now I don't know what it is that's done that. Well, this is the thing. Like, first of all, it could be this. You use the ordinary nymacenamide, don't you? No, I oh. um, use a different one. What one? Um, the one I got from Good Molecules. Good Molecules. I really don't know what it is, but it's it's recovered me completely. Yeah, beautiful. As if by magic. Nice and I can help with like uneven skin tone, texture. Um, it helps with your skin barrier as well, so it helps it function normally. So it can help with your breakouts and stuff. But then also yeah. that mask, is it a clay mask? Yes, yeah. So they help massively as well. Um, as, but they, they kind of like dry out spots a little bit too. Um, so I'm I'm not patient enough to let it dry out. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's good. I t- I take them off like before they dry out completely. But this is the thing: when you're doing a new skincare routine, as tempting as it is, you shouldn't introduce loads of products at the same time. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to know what works for you and what isn't. If that makes sense. That's so exactly it. And... That's exactly mm. it. Because I don't know what's making my skin break out. Yes, you but... idiot. <sighs> yes, you stupid. stupid. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mm. spent a lot, a lot of money. How much? On Pat McGrath Labs. It was about, it It was just slightly over £700. £700? Yeah, just over. And? And, but here's how I see it, right? My um, subscribers wanted me to review it, because I do mm. a series of videos on my channel where I do, like, a full face off. So, mm. and it'll be a full face off a certain brand. And people have been asking so much for this brand, and I was like... I had a tax rebate. I <laughs> how Robert gets tax rebates every get tax single re- year, yeah. and I don't. And I'm on the right tax code. I'm on the right tax code. Yeah. Do not understand how it happens. I've had one in my life, and it was like two hundred pounds. Mm. I had a tax rebate of five hundred pounds, so okay. it was an unexpected chunk of money that mm. I didn't didn't need. No, that's sure. really ignorant. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to use all this stuff anyway. This stuff was really really incredible. There's there was a primer. Mm. In the whole set, basically, it was the most incredible primer. You can actually see it transform my skin on camera. Like I'm talking, just normal, normal, normal. And then I look in my monitor, I'm like, is it just me? Or is my skin completely smoothed out? Like (gasps) texture, colour. It looked like a very subtle, like, as if I just put something on my face. It was so good. And everyone in the comments was agreeing. They were like, yeah, yeah, it has completely changed. And I put like a side by side of when I was talking a few minutes ago to then. And I can't remember how much, I think the primer is is either 30 or 50 pounds, but it kind of re, um, 
restored my faith in expensive brands. Right. Because sometimes, not all of them, because a lot of them are just a load of crap, mm. but I can see that a lot of effort and a lot of thought has been put into this brand. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a lot of money, but I'm going to use it all the time. It's my job. Um in, in two different ways, you know, so yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it up. That's the thing with makeup though, is like you can pretty much see if it's worth the price immediately. So I did a video recently on expensive makeup, um, skincare, mm. and like what was yeah. worth it and what not. And my, like looking through the ingredients and with the kind of like um, basic knowledge I have, there was nothing to warrant any of them being that expensive. Yeah, yeah. As far as like the ingredients goes, yeah, they were nicely formulated, they felt nice on the skin, but as far as special ingredients or benefits there didn't seem to be anything so mm. i always feel like skincare is a real gamble you never really know and do you know what mm. annoys me in america if skincare doesn't work for you, you can take it back can you you can refund it sephora take refunds oh nice that's they really know. good i think that's a good thing Let's talk about what we actually want to talk about this week, <laughs> which was... So, Robert is obviously a professional makeup artist. Yes, professional. Uh, professional. I used to be a um, personal shopper and a stylist, so my job was to um, dress people and build up their wardrobe, basically. And what we thought we'd do today is just have a little <laughs> chat <laughs> about some of our best clients, some of the worst, some stories we have, and maybe maybe some celebrity names if we have a story. Yeah. Yeah, if it doesn't sound too name-droppy. I mean, it doesn't, because yeah. we don't do that anymore. Like, no one cares. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, should we start with you? We can start with me. So tell tell us a bit first of all about where you've worked, like the exact places where you've worked. What ones were good? What ones were bad? <laughs> mm. So I've I've worked with I've done quite a few jobs, um, both retail and then freelance and then like makeup wise. Mm. So I've done a lot. I spent a lot of my career with Mac, mm. um, working in their pro store, being a part of a pro team, and then um. Oh, what's the word? And then doing like, you know, like retail. So, um, but then also I did jobs of them. I also worked for a company. Um, oh my God. I've just, I just, all this stuff is coming back into my brain just like really suddenly. What like I you... forgot I've done all this stuff. Yeah. Um, I worked for a company where we, um, it was like a mini makeup agency. Um, so I got a few this? jobs with them. This was when I worked in, um, oh, no, where were we living at the time? No, that's another job. Um, yeah. This was <laughs> this was alongside when I was working in Soho, when I was working in the Mac Pro store in oh. Carnaby Street. Um, this was ye- years and years and years and years ago. Mm. Um, I did that alongside that. So I did jobs. There, there were so many jobs within that job. Yeah. Um, that's actually one one job that I had with them was one of the worst, but I'll go into that as well. I've, like you said, I worked in a strip club mm-hmm. doing um, makeup for the um, dancers in mm-hmm. there. Oh, sorry, you mean a gentleman's sports bar? Gentleman's sports bar, <laughs> yes. Um, and then I did, and then there's other jobs I've done, like shoots and things like that. Sure. Um, so I'm trying to think what the worst. And so one of the worst jobs I did, right, was when <laughs> it was the Olympics here in London. What year was that? Oh, that has to be no, one of the worst. Year. That's this year. Um, oh, I can't remember. <laughs> but that was one of the worst years to live in London. I have to be oh, honest. Like, it was yeah. a non-stop Taurus, everyone going on about mm-hmm. it. People were getting mm-hmm. the Olympic logo tattooed on them and stuff. Yeah. And it, oh it my was God. just chaotic like, yeah. for a whole year. Right. Absolutely so, insane. I did a job with McDonald's um with Did on the you? olympics do you not remember this <laughs> no so it was because they were a sponsor of the olympics so we mm. um there was a setup and it was kind of like there were chefs from america and like they were kind of famous but i didn't recognize them so they weren't right. like on your tv famous i don't mm. i don't know they probably were and they basically had um there were three chefs and then there were like two apprentices and they were basically making like meals in this kitchen basically mm. <laughs> so it, it was male grooming which is supposed to be one of the most boring yeah. jobs to do anyway um, but it was constant like 
it was sweat and because they were cooking all the time, there was this one guy who kept getting food in his hair. <laughs> Because they, they, were, they weren't, like, wearing hats. There was a hairstylist as well. But they weren't, like, wearing hats or anything like this because they were on TV and it was kind right. of meant to look like, you know, like, it's a really nice kitchen. There was this fake kitchen set up um, with, obviously, like, a real working hub, whatever. Yeah. And it was it was just one of the worst jobs I've ever done. The directors were it really extremely, extremely rude. What um, was it? Sorry, an advert for McDonald's for the Olympics? <laughs> No, it was like, a, it, I think it was like a mini series that was going or like on McDonald's like YouTube or something like right. that or on TV. And it was like little clips of today we're making this. And then they would uh, make like a, a healthy like dish, you know? Right. Um, um, but yeah, they, they, the directors were really, really rude. Um, as in the people that worked for McDonald's, not the director mm. of the adverts. <clears throat> not so much to me. They just didn't really speak to me, which kind of made me feel uncomfortable. And I was younger back then as well. The chefs, one of the chefs were actually really, really nice. But I had to keep on... This one boy who I said kept getting food in his hair, he kept sweating so much to a point where I had to keep on... Whenever we had a second break, I had to run on to, like, the thing and, like, um, pat his face down. Oh, my God. Because he was sweating so much and then reapply, like, powder. And I had to keep changing my brush because then this powder would have... This brush would have had, like, sweat on it. So then I had Mm. to put that away, get a clean brush. It was just... It was one of the worst jobs I think I've ever done in my life. It was just really uncomfortable. Um, and then, what else? The strip club is a different story. So yeah. I I worked there from, it was, it, was it like 11 till 3 in the morning? 11 o'clock at night till 3 in the morning. And it was really good. It was a really good job. The girls are mm. all really, really nice. Um, and then one day, so I don't do hair. A lot of makeup artists do hair and makeup and I just don't. I've never been interested in it. Yeah. I've never wanted to hair at all. <laughs> and then our best, one of our best friends is a hairstylist. Like a really amazing, amazing hair size. And I asked him once, they asked me if I could do hair. I was doing just makeup for weeks. And then one day they were like, oh, do you think you could start doing the hair? And I really didn't want to lose this job because it was good money. Yeah. And it was like an extra, you know, extra money. I was like, oh my God, absolutely I can do hair. <laughs> so I thought... <laughs> so I thought it would be... Um, I got our friend to teach me how to just do like a GHD curl because then I was like, if I can do yeah. that, then I can do anything. Yeah. And <laughs> so there's one girl, the next day, this, <laughs> this girl was sitting in my chair. I did her makeup and it was so great because I had my own little area, my own little room with like amazing lights and all this stuff. And and they had to get their makeup done by me. So it was a guaranteed kind of um, income. It was a guaranteed yeah. set amount at night. And um I did her hair and it was just, it was the worst thing ever. And I think as a makeup artist, you can tell when your client is slightly unhappy. Yeah. And usually I can investigate into it. I can be like, what's going on? You know, what what can we fix? But with hair, I don't know what, I I didn't know what to say. So (laughs) that, that, um evening I think I gave I gave her money back I was like I I can tell you're not happy so here's your money back and then I never went back again oh no (laughs) I I was so embarrassed I was so embarrassed and like like let down by myself I just never went back and that was the end of that job yeah they were my two were well not worse because the other one was better but they were my two like worse worse jobs have you ever had any because being a makeup artist is one of those jobs where like even though you're the professional a client that you have will be will, like sit there and like tell you what to do and what they like and don't like and they obviously have yeah. their preferred ways of doing their own makeup have you ever yeah. had any like awful awful nightmare clients like rude like they wouldn't let you do your job not so much because with with clients I always think if you have a reason for doing something, then mm. there's no arguing. Mm. It sounds like, why aren't you doing this? And as long as you can justify it and have, you have a reason it? for it, which you should because it's your technique, mm. then that. And if they're like, you should be doing this, as long as you can shut them down instantly, mm. then there's, and I'm quite good at that. So I'll be like, no, however, mm. I think I've told this story before about the photographer when I was at that wedding. Oh my God. Yeah. So I was doing this bride's makeup and she was one of the nicest people ever. And there was this guy who was a photographer. He was an older uh, man in his... I, I reckon he was, like, in his early 60s. He had, like, a full-on camera, which I'm guessing he usually uses to take pictures of, like, ducks or yeah. whatever. And he was doing this woman's wedding photography. He had this massive flash. And I I started to do her makeup, right? 
And absolutely on weddings, you have to um, think about the flash on cameras. You have to think about how it's going to look in photography, how it's going to look in certain lights and things like that. But I know how to do that without the aid of those things because I just know how makeup works. He kept on throughout it taking pictures with a flash on and then showing me on the screen and then saying, oh, can you see this? I'm like, she's not wearing foundation yet. So yeah, her skin does look like that. Can you see this? Yeah, I haven't done that bit yet. Can, and I was like, why do you keep doing this? Why do you keep taking it's, pictures and telling me to what to there. do? Yeah. It's absolutely not his job to be there. Like, be there and take a picture of... There's, there's always the standard... Um, tend to do the bride's makeup mm-hmm. action shot, which is, you know, there's a few of them. You do their makeup, you hit, see the photographer coming in, so you slow down and smile, mm-hmm. and then they take a picture, you know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. always that. But he just kept, like, coming in and flashing a picture and then being like, her skin looks, like, slightly... It's like, I literally haven't applied any makeup yet, and you're telling me her skin looks horrible. Yeah. Like, stop. Oh. Really, really stop. He was so irritating. Do you not say anything to him? Yeah, I was like, I haven't actually done anything yet. So maybe at the end we can take a picture mm-hmm. and then see, you know, see how it looks like. Which actually, to be fair, I do usually ask a photographer to do. Yeah. I'm like, can you take one with flash, one without flash? Mm-hmm. So we can see any mistakes. Maybe something's showing up too much, whatever. But, oh, he just irritated the hell out of me. And now I keep thinking about him, how annoying he was. That's literally mm. not a photographer's place in any way. Like, it's important to make no. your, obviously, subject look, look good and nice yeah. on, on camera. And like you said, it's kind of like the... Like, when, when we do a shoot, right, you have your model, and then you kind of stand behind the photographer and look at the the, yeah, view, yeah. the, the external viewfinder. And if anything's wrong, you can speak up and run onto That's it. the set, yeah. right, and readjust. Exactly. So it's exactly. something you do anyway. It's part of the process, mm-hmm. whether you're shooting in the studio or, like, real-life weddings and stuff. That's so annoying. I'm mm-hmm. really pissed off the whole day. Yeah, it was super, super irritating. And that's the thing as well. Like, you do... If I'm doing someone's wedding makeup I will hang around for a little bit afterwards I don't finish and I'm like bye I mm. stay until it's like okay time for him to go then I do last minute touch ups I give the maid of honour the lipstick so she can hold on to that so her bride doesn't have to worry about it mm-hmm. and then they're set, they're set they're done you know for the, mm-hmm. for the whole day Unless they've paid me to stay the whole day. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but uh, you know, it's, it isn't um, a photographer's place to be like, actually, can you, mm. you know, you should be doing this with makeup. And I'm, I'm guessing this 60-year-old man wasn't a makeup artist, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. This is the problem with, like, older photographers, not, like, not stereotyping here, mm. but a lot of older photographers who do things like weddings and, like, family reunions mm. and... When in university, my um, lecture would talk about his his say like all the gear but no idea, and yeah. it's this idea of like a lot of like um, photographers used to invest in a load of like equipment like lenses that they don't need to shoot a wedding, yeah. um, and like. And like, yeah, just just kind of like, what am I saying? I don't know. They're shit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but they, it's it's like just because you've paid a lot for the equipment, that doesn't, doesn't reflect the quality of your work. Exactly. Like somebody could use really really expensive makeup and still mm. be bad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's exactly. it's it doesn't reflect just because something's high quality. You know? Yeah, doesn't mean you know how to use it. Exactly. Um, Roberts. Yeah. What about a really lovely job you've done, please? Let me tell you, and I'll mix this in with a celebrity one, because I was extremely lucky that I got to do um, Erin O'Connor, who is a supermodel, (gasps) her makeup. And this wasn't for any occasion. It wasn't for anything. It wasn't like, it wasn't a fashion week thing. It wasn't a shoot or anything like that. This is when I worked for MAC. Mm. And I was, I wasn't new because I was in the pro store at the time. And at that time you had to have like a certain, um, what's the word? Level of skill. Level, yeah, to, to work in, in that shop. And I remember I was on my lunch break and my manager comes downstairs and she's like, can you do an appointment after your break? And because at this point in my life I had a really bad attitude. Mm. Um, I was like, At, oh, at okay. that point in his <laughs> life. No longer I was now. like, fine, I'm not here to work, you know. <laughs> I'm here to be a makeup artist. Um, and anyway, I walk upstairs after after my break, and there's this two women, and one of them is really, really tall, and she's leaning against the window, and she's got sunglasses on. And I walk over, I'm like, hi, are you here for your appointment? She's like, yeah, I'm like, sit down. <laughs> and then she sits in the chair, and I was like, she was like, what's your name? I was like, Robert. And she was like, what's your name? And she kind of took off her sunglasses, like, and she was like, my name's Erin. And I looked at her, and I was like, oh... 
my god. god. So I was like, okay, bear me one second. I'm just, I'll be right back. And out the back, we had like a little private room with a sink mm. and a mirror, and it was for like lessons and things like that. And I just um, went out the back and laid on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Because this is a, a supermodel who, who's had like all these makeup artists that I've looked up to, the best mm. of the best do her makeup. And then I'm going to do it. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, I, I, I can't, I can't do it. And I just kind of curled up and my manager came out and la- started laughing. I was like, I can't, I was like, I can't do it. I really, really can't do it. Mm. She was like, well, there's no one else. She was like, you'll be absolutely fine. Go and do it. So I spent the whole time not talking she spoke so much oh, to me no. trying to speak to me trying to and i wish the amount of things i could have asked her like who she yeah. worked with all this amazing stuff um and the whole time i was just like yeah no yeah yeah oh, and no. she was she was so she was but i just couldn't i just thought let me concentrate let me get this whole thing done and then mm. she'll she'll be absolutely fine and she was just there to have like a normal nice time like she was with her friend and they were going to see mm. take that in concert and this yeah. kind of stuff but she was so lovely so so nice and it's one of her it, I was expecting like her to be like, oh, actually do this, do this, do this. Mm. I don't know why, um, but she was, well, she was like, yeah, so perfect. many people were exactly, in her face, exactly, like... and she was so happy with it. And I was just thought for somebody who has had so much amazing makeup on her mm. from like ed- completely editorial, like avant-garde stuff to like really basic, to be happy with the makeup I've done on her and then to not be like. Um, a horrible person I was like oh that was the best and then I was just I think I went out the back after that and then just I had to take a break yeah god what a horrible experience it was a horrible experience but also great actually can I just say one more thing about a really horrible experience I don't know if we take too much time I don't know if you remember this (laughs) and this was so when I first started doing makeup we we shoot we did a lot of shoots together as Mm. well but you kind of um, work for free and you're kind of trying to build mm-hmm. up a portfolio and, yeah. you know, do all this other stuff. <laughs> do you know what I'm going to talk about? Do you know what I'm going to talk about? Yeah, yeah. So I worked really closely with this photographer, I'm going to say photographer, to a point where um, I we, we kind of, like, came up with this whole concept of a shoot together. Mm. Um, and I actually did hair in this shoot. I made, um, like, a globe out of hair. Mm. Um what did I, I got like a um, a balloon and blew it up and I cut hair and and it looks it looks really really good and I made that and I even bought like this vintage dress for it um and all, it was it was so good it was like a really amazing concept <laughs> and then we had an incredible model all this kind of stuff anyway so back in in the day it wasn't easy to get your prints for pictures was it you had to keep contacting no. the photographer to either send you a print or yeah. to um. Send you the uh, files. Send you the file, but or to physically send don't you. don't like you having no. the original file. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Or even to send you like a um, a physical copy that they've printed off. Mm-hmm. Either one would have been fine. Anyway, I get these physical copies through the post. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And bear in mind, it'd been months. It'd been months and months and months. We'd been mm. planning a shoot. We, you know, all this stuff. And the photographer in like post-production, so in editing, had physically drawn over my makeup. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) so the makeup was, it was like this black eye, like it was a solid black um, colour. She had obviously got the colour black on like Photoshop, whatever, with a paintbrush and then Mm -hmm. painted that shape. It looked pitch black no depth it was just a solid shape on her eyes and she'd done the same with her lips and she did the same with the skin and I was like this can't be this can't be it and it went into this whole argument of me trying to get the original files to send to you to Mm. re-edit and it just never happened I never got the pictures I was so angry I was so angry you get when you like you don't know who you're going to work with. So mm. unless they're like an incredible, like incredible photographer, an amazing stylist, or amazing like um, director of a shoot, then oh, I have another story. I'll leave that. I've said it in my. No, book. no, go, um, we have loads of time. But, go for okay, it. then you don't really know um, who you're working with, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, I did a shoot with our friend who's a hairstylist as well, and it was a body painting one. And if you've watched my recent video, then you you know the story. But I've never body painted in my life. Um, and with makeup, body painting is completely different to makeup, if that makes sense. Because it's a whole the, other skill, isn't it? It's a whole other skill, because skin moves, the body moves, there's curves mm. on the body that you kind of have to level out. Never in a million years would I be able to do that. So we did this shoot, and all I had to do was draw 
um, not draw, like paint white stripes on this guy's body. And the whole shoot, it was really cool. It was like, what's that lighting called that I use in toilets to stop people taking drugs? UV. Blue light? UV? Blue light. It was yeah, all UV. UV. So, yeah, so the stylist had these amazing clothes that kind of go, like, um, you know, they were UV, like, not activated. What's the word? Like, if they look, it looks like a glow stick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and everything like that looked amazing. So this white was going to come out, like, UV. So, um, and it wasn't a difficult job. Like, all they were asking me to do was paint white stripes on this guy. Mm. So he stood there, and I was like, okay, lift up your arms. And then he stood there with his arms up and I put like tape around so I could paint in between the lines of the tape. And I was like, amazing. And it went all the way to kind of like, just under his like armpits, like the back of his armpits. Mm. And it didn't take long, it took like 30 minutes. And I was like, great, done. So I take off his tape and I was like, okay, you can put your arms down now, thank you. As soon as he puts his arms down, all the stripes curve. <gasps> they all curve over. Of course, because he was up like that. <laughs> yeah, because like, oh. his, his skin was stretching upwards. Mm. So I was like, oh fuck. And then I was like, I don't know what to do. Can we say fuck on this? Yeah, we can say fuck. Okay, okay, oh god. Um, I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I really, really don't know what to do because we, we were kind of running out of time because I spent quite a lot of time on the female model. Mm. Um, because we kept changing the concept because the stylist um was like, this isn't going to look right. So we, it changed like two or three times, <laughs> and then yeah, we're just running out of time. I was like, I don't know what to do. So I was like to the stylist, like, what is he wearing? Luckily he had like this jacket. It was like a, it was a fake fur coat with like, um, it was almost like it had army print UV. It sounds really weird, but it was, it was quite nice. Um, And so all you could see was the middle of the stripes. Um, so it looked like it was straight, oh, but it was, okay. it was one of the most, I just remember. And this was like, it was a good shoot. It was a professional shoot. It was a, the director as well. I can't remember his name, but it was, it was a re- it was a really like decent shoe. And I got it through recommendation from my friend who's a stylist was like, I have a friend who's a makeup artist. So that's extra pressure. Mm. Um, and of course I'm going to take any job to get my name out there, you know, mm. <laughs> at this time. It was just so, it was just so embarrassing, but it all worked out fine. And that's how we but, got the nickname Bendy Robert. <laughs> that's how I got the nickname. Arms up, Robert. Arms up, Robert. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. <sighs> Oh, oh Christ! We did so much work for free, though. Like we used to like meet just random photographers and yeah, um, like stylists and whatever, and like team here's, up with here's them. the thing, though. Like back in back in back in old days, Ooh. um, Instagram wasn't around, Facebook no. wasn't around, so your portfolio was uh, iPads weren't around. Mm-hmm. Your portfolio was a physical printed out copy, and it was expensive to do these things. You can't, yeah. you couldn't just get like lights and stuff and set them up in your room like you can now and take a picture of yourself. Mm. Back then, a picture of yourself in your own portfolio wasn't acceptable. It wasn't no. considered an acceptable portfolio. Mm. So you had to have all these amazing quality shoots, like editorial standard looking shoots, mm-hmm. that you had to make do yourself. And um, that's why you don't work portfolio. for free because you can get you that stuff free. in your portfolio. Exactly. Like, you'd work until your portfolio looked amazing, like flowed well, exactly. and then you can like, exactly. put yourself out there. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Christ. So much, so much time. I'm, I'm sure I have so many other stories, but I think I'm flooding back. Yeah. All these jobs become such a blur, especially when you kind of like, you kind of have like a wedding season and you have like a thingy season. So they all become, you know, (laughs) one kind of... That's the thing, like, whenever you do do a day on a shoot, you kind of like spend, what, hours, like the whole day there. Then once it's Mm. done, you come home and then you kind of forget about it again. Like the amount of shoots I've done where I've never seen the finished product, like... Do you remember? (laughs) So (laughs) this was more recent. (laughs) So we, (laughs) we had, um, we were doing, were you there that day? It was a show and it was for our friend who um, was a hairstylist and it was like mm. this, um, um, it was like amazing hair, amazing clothes and I was um, keying the show, which means if you're the key artist on a show, it means you come up with all the looks, um, mm-hmm. then you explain them to the artists, you demonstrate them really quickly to your team of artists and then they create them and then you kind of be like, oh, do this, fix this, um, just to get all the looks consistent. Yeah. So as a favour, to um, 
our friend wanted a photographer to take pictures off a day, basically, because it was, like, a big deal for him. Mm. Um, So he was like, would you do it for free? And she was like, yes, but only if my friend can be part of a makeup team. So. <laughs> I don't remember this. Do you not remember this? No. So. Here's here's the thing, I don't and I haven't worked like on a show for ages, so I don't know how it is now. But a lot of the time, the makeup artist won't turn up all dolled up with loads of makeup on or yeah. anything like that because you definitely don't have time to touch up your makeup. You definitely don't have time to worry about how you look because it's quite an intense atmosphere. You get there like so five a.m. You look like shit. Exactly. You haven't showered. You're wearing all black. Exactly. All yeah. you've had is caffeine, and that's all you're mm-hmm. gonna have for the whole day. You're yeah. gonna eat at twelve o'clock that night. If you can yeah. get to the buffet, it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're wearing all black and, you know, you look like a team. You're ready to work. Being a makeup artist isn't about looking incredible yourself. Mm. It's about making your model look amazing, you know? So this was a group of people that I could really, really trust. It was people I've worked with in the past. It was people who I knew were extremely, extremely professional. Um, and they all had their own kits, their own professional kits. They've received a brief um, before, so they knew what to bring in their kit. <laughs> so they were all set up on their stations It was all going really well And then the girl turns up late Who was the makeup artist oh Who was God. this um, person's friend So bear in mind Our whole team We're all wearing black We don't look great You know mm. She turns up in this really tight Like cat suit Which is absolutely <laughs> fine If she feels comfortable doing it And then her hair's like All pulled back All really nice And then curled And like, curled down She looks yeah. really She actually looked really really cute so her kit is a personal makeup bag um, with a few little bits in it. So I was like, right, you're going to have to use some pieces from our kit, but please be careful. There's nothing worse than people mixing up your kits and mm. taking stuff. Because a lot of time you're going to have the same same products as some other people. Yeah. She, she spent the time. I gave her her first model and it's a really simple, simple look. It's a block of colour on the eye. That's all it is. Mm. I'm like, this is your look for this model. Um, and that's, you're actually going to do this look maybe two or three times. Um, because that way you can be more consistent with it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, done. She understood the brief. I showed her the pictures, all this kind of stuff. Showed her the model. She was like, okay, great. So I go, I'm checking on all the other people. Um, seeing what's happening, seeing how, how we're doing for time, all this other stuff. I go over to her. Yeah, her brief was a block of blue on the eye, just a block mm. of blue colour on the eye, and that was it. I go over to her, and she's done a pink glitter and green, <gasps> a green glittery liner. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what's <clears throat> this? And she was like, oh, I just thought it would be a little bit more colourful, a little bit more. I was like, yeah, but that's not the brief. That's not the brief. Mm. You have to bear in mind that the makeup is um, in sync with the clothes. It's in sync with the style of hair. It's in sync with the images. It's in sync with this whole um, whole overall image that's going to, you know, the way it's going to look on, on mm. stage. And also pink and green haven't been chosen for colours because of the clothing and mm. hair colour. And she was like, oh, okay. So we had to get her to wipe it off and then oh, do it again. So she did it, but she had to borrow products from us. She didn't have a product, which is fine. So instead of moving on to her next model, she then takes this moment to kind of explore everyone's kits. So she's touching everything. She's like, I want these. You guys are so lucky. All this stuff, she's touching everything. It just, it just isn't going well at all. The male models are flirting with her like crazy. And she's like giggling and going, oh my God, do you think I look like Khloe Kardashian? All this stuff. And it's like, (laughs) okay. It's like, listen, it's fine. You can flirt with whoever you want, but like, do the job. Get on with a job. Get on with Mm. a job. You can have a laugh with them. But here's the thing as well. Even as, a makeup artist and with models as well. You have to be really firm because they fuck mm. about like crazy. Mm-hmm. They're on their phones. They pick up their phones, all this kind of stuff. It's like, no, listen, we need to get, we, you don't understand the urgency. Mm. Um, but she, it just got worse and worse and worse. And then I was like, okay, I went to go and check on this model if this model was done. And then she's standing in the mirror sucking one of those um, a red lip plumpers. Do you, know those, rem, do you remember those cups? They were like red cups that you stick your like lips Like the Ky- in. Kylie mm, Exactly, mm-hmm. and they were plump up your lip. And I was like, oh, what are you doing? She was like, oh, this is just like I had in my kit. Like, I thought it was kind of cool. Have you seen it? I was like, yeah, of course I have. But, I mean, let's not. And if it's in your kit, you're then going to put it back in your little kit bag mm. and it's been all in your mouth and you just haven't sanitised it. Mm. It, was just, it was just one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. It got to a point where I was like, okay, here's some loose powder and a brush, can you go and powder everyone's noses? 
and it wasn't it wasn't even a job that had to be done I was, was just like yeah. yeah and I was like we're done you can go and then we weren't done but I just I just mm. had to get rid of her and here's the thing there's there's learning and being an, an apprentice or being like mm-hmm. um, someone's assistant, which you get loads of people who assist in mm-hmm. makeup, but they're really, really professional because they're trying to start a career for themselves. But to walk around to be like, I'm just going to do what I want and, and change up this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Things are really, really, um, when you see like a runway show or an editorial shoot, everything has been considered. The lighting, mm-hmm. the makeup has been considered with the lighting, the clothing, and then the makeup and lighting have been considered with the clothing. Everything ties mm-hmm. in together. It isn't just, you don't just rock up on a day and you're like oh what should we do you know yeah. so that really really annoyed me and what it was even more annoying is that it was our friends like big day do you know what I mean mm. like it was like his some kid's been working for towards for a really long time to have his own kind of show and it, it just really really annoyed me it yeah. really irritated the hell out of me that's the thing as well I think when it comes to I don't know about like with makeup art well it is with makeup arts but with stylists as well there's real different levels of stylist like and mm-hmm. you need to kind of know your place like I was a commercial stylist and a personal yeah. shopper I wouldn't be working on magazines I worked for magazines when I was a um, an assistant photographer but that's not my position when I was working for exactly. as a stylist so mm-hmm. there's a real difference as well between makeup artists that's like commercial works in a shop sometimes then someone who does editorial works on runways works on that right. kind of stuff as far as like the attitude goes and, and what you need to do right there's mm. like well but here's the thing you'll find a lot of people I saw a comment actually on one of my videos that really annoyed me and it was something like it wasn't aimed at me it was aimed at people in general they were like talking about makeup artists and how influencers aren't necessarily always makeup artists they were like it's like when you go to um, a makeup shop and they call themselves makeup artists when all they're doing is working in a shop Mm. I was like actually these people well again when we used to do it would work for free on some of the most incredible shoots, mm-hmm. be credited in a magazine, you know, like like mm-hmm. big magazines, and then have to go and work full time because mm-hmm. they need the money. So mm-hmm. the difference is the not necessarily the person because you can be working in a Mac shop and then the next day you could be um, on a professional shoot or you could be doing fashion week or you could be mm-hmm. doing a celebrity's makeup, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't, it isn't, what what see so here's the thing the makeup I do on Instagram or the makeup I do on my YouTube mm-hmm. isn't what I would do it's a completely different kind of makeup to editorial to um, yeah. everything like that it's completely different I wouldn't experiment with products I wouldn't experiment with makeup I mm-hmm. you know you have to stick to certain rules so what someone might do in a shop isn't what they would do on in their professional work I yeah. I don't consider my Instagram my professional work that's yeah. my Instagram work that's my YouTube yeah. work so mm-hmm. it is it is completely different so you can't you have to kind of like you said realize where you're at what job you're at and kind of what stage you're at if you're an assistant mm. be ready to just stand there cleaning brushes do yeah. you know what I mean but yeah. you're learning it's the experience everyone's done it everyone's assisted it like mm. big makeup artists Again, to get that name, you get your name out there, meet people, and it's just it's just what you do. But it's like any it's, job, you work from yeah. the bottom and work your way up. Exactly, exactly. But you could literally go into a, a any makeup shop and have your makeup by, done by someone who's done like a major celebrity's makeup, mm. and it's not a, it's not a big deal, you know. So we just found out I was recording from my MacBook speakers, my MacBook microphone instead of my microphone microphone. So sorry. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let me tell you a few stories. Yes, please. Um, yeah, no, let me tell you. I, we were literally speaking about this um, last night, I think it was. Um, one of the worst things I had... So when I worked for... <laughs> top man it was the personal shopping suite so it was where we'd get stylists come in who were having to um dress like a tv program or something commercial um we'd get celebrities and vips who wanted a private area to shop um and then when we had like really quiet days we just get people in off the shop floor and mm-hmm. help dress them kind of thing and this was this was like the flagship store in oxford street in london yes was that, that's so, right yeah, yeah yeah so it was where head office was philip green worked there as well I know, we'll not go and surf in Ugh, green. No. 
absolute gross. Um, he um, he was a dick. But um, <laughs> so yeah, so we we were very kind of like um, in a nice private area. We'd have top man upstairs, top shop downstairs, um, and then we get pe- uh, people could book an appointment to have like a half hour session, an hour, or like a two hour with us. I think yeah. it was, um, and we do everything from picking an outfit to rebuilding their whole wardrobe. So, every so often, we would get, like, a TV crew in doing something, like, whatever. It, it would be, like, <laughs> filming backstage for, like, the X Factor we had once. Yeah. Had a few YouTubers come in and film, like, videos and stuff. We'd ghostwrite for a lot of YouTubers and that as well. Um, so, one day, we were filming for a TV series called, um, it was something like Secrets of the High Street. Mm. Like, Cherry he- Is it Cherry Healy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the presenter. Yeah. Um, Secrets of the High Street. And it was all about Oxford Street and how you can shop, like, on Oxford Street, basically. And all the cool, like, little locations mm. around it that you might not have known about. Um, it's like Selfridges were on it. Harrods were on it. Um, Top Man was on it. And they were doing all their different personal shopping things. Um, Top Man was also an official sponsor of Fashion Week. So we do yeah. a lot of backstage stuff there as well. They had their own Fashion Week collection. Um, so it was, like, a real kind of, like... Um, um, brand that a lot of like the media would focus on. Yeah, and it was the space as well in itself because I used to like come and visit you at work sometimes. Mm. It was a it was a very like luxury experience. Like oh, it was luxury. It was so luxury. You like yeah. walked into this really quiet part of it, then through these doors mm. that was like its own area. It was really private. Mm. It wasn't loud. It was just it was a very much um, a luxury experience. Yeah, we had a lot of rules as far as like what we could wear, what we couldn't wear. Mm. Um, the approval process for the job was fun, <laughs> um, the training and stuff. Um, but yeah, ev- everything had to be approved and Philip Green would always come through and rant about stuff and like the girls would have to quickly put on lipstick and heels if they weren't wearing lipstick and heels and all mm. that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, we were filming this documentary and the idea was to show like an average appointment, <laughs> like of like a general guy from the street coming in and, um, having his whole wardrobe done. And I feel so, I think it was Channel 4, and I feel so bad because the producers has obviously picked a really socially awkward guy on yeah. purpose to show you, like, the transformation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of, like, this transformation kind of thing. And I had a little brief beforehand with the producer, and usually we'd have this sit-down chat and brief with the um, guy coming in for an appointment. Yeah. Um, and he was like, this guy is bold, he loves really strong colours, patterns, he's got a couple thousand pounds to spend on this appointment, and he wants a whole new wardrobe. I was like, perfect. I was like, we just got the Fashion Week collection in, I remember, and like Limited came in as well, which is like a limited collection. Um and being the flagship, we had loads of different brands in there as well, and designers yeah. and stuff. So I pulled this whole kind of like rail and this whole room of like loud outfits. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and I put outfits up on the wall. We had these sliding doors so you could reveal like different outfits and stuff. Yeah. Um, and he came in and he was just wearing a check shirt with like jeans and some converse. And I was like, oh, comfy day kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was carrying this little plastic bag with him. <laughs> this like little blue like sandwich bag. Yeah. I was like, okay, like nice to meet you. And this guy was so painfully shy. Like it made me feel awkward. In yeah. a job like that, you cannot be shy. You can't right. be awkward. You have to touch people. You know, yeah. you have to like physically dress them. Yeah. And he was so awkward that it was making me like really nervous and there's this film crew like filming our introduction they made us reintroduce each other to ourselves like 10 times we've done 10 different takes of him walking in and shaking my hand it was just getting more and more awkward and then we sat down and did this like consultation a pretend consultation where we actually just talked about whatever and they filmed us and kind of voiceovered it i think yeah in. not voiceover but they were like this is the consultation mm. stage but one thing we always used to have to do which is like a rule of our area was take the person's personal belongings and put them in a fitting room, like yeah. one of the dressing rooms, because that would show the other stylist that that room was in use. Right. Or uh, was or like was currently being pulled for. 
Um, and they filmed it and they were like, um, asked to take his bag. It's like they knew what this guy was doing. They yeah. knew exactly how this guy was. And they knew that his bag for the day, like people bring a, a backpack or they bring yeah. a purse or like a side yeah. bag. And he had this little sandwich bag with some sandwiches in it and a drink. <laughs> and I was like, let, 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 let me take your bag. And I took the bag and it was like this little sandwich bag. And I just kind of like put it to one side. It is the most hilarious thing. Just before you go even further into it, I only found out yesterday that this wasn't a joke. I thought, I watched it on TV and I thought this whole bit was meant to be funny. Like I thought thought it was comedy. I thought this guy was an actor. Because this point where you're like, let me take your bag and you take this plastic bag (laughs) that has like a sandwich in it. And like, you're like, okay. And it was, it was just like one of the most hilarious things I think I've ever seen. And I thought it was a joke up until yesterday. Oh. I didn't realise he wasn't an actor. It was so awkward. But they made us do that a couple of times. They made us yeah. like reshoot that a couple of times. And I could see my manager was like laughing out of like awkwardness. And oh. I was like, whatever. Like we had some real like characters in there anyway. So like whatever. Yeah. But I was pulling all this stuff for him. We were choosing like a few casual outfits, some like loungewear, some like night out kind of stuff, some bits and work stuff. Bearing in mind, the producers told us he had thousands of pounds to sell. Yeah. They're like, he's really rich. That's like that. His, his rich, he works in like IT consultancy or something like that. And I didn't even know what that was. No. So we get to the till and they're filming us and we're putting it all through and we wrap it all nicely in like tissue and put a sticker on it and put it in these like custom bags and stuff. Um, And the total was like, it was only about 900 pounds because even though we had a target to reach, we would always like to cut it down and like pick clothes that you can mix and match. Yeah, make it realistic. Stuff you already have at home, yeah. And he was like, oh, he was like, I've only got about 50 pounds to spend. Uh, And I was like, oh my God. I I remember looking at the producer and thinking, what the fuck? So on camera, I was like, I was like, oh, that's okay. Like, let's get rid of some stuff. Let's like, what outfit did you really, really like? Let's just go for that. And that was fine, but then it aired, and it was just absolutely awful. It made us That's look like a pushy business. That's why I thought it was business. funny. That's why I no. thought it was funny. <laughs> it That's was exactly so what it was. It was kind of a situation where this guy was so out of his depth that it was comical. Ooh, and I thought yeah. he was like um, someone who worked on a team. They were like, oh, would you pretend to be this really funny guy? It yeah. was it was, it was, was the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. It was honestly it was... one of the worst things. It made us look like a business who tried to get money from people. We pushed yeah. them into buying stuff, which is the exact opposite of what we had to do. Right. Like there were times where we told people they weren't buying stuff. We were like, no, right. you don't need that. You don't need that. Like people wanted to buy exact replicas of what they were already wearing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was just awful. It was one of the worst days of my... Because it went on for a whole day. Uh-huh. And the producers just kept lying to us and lying to us about who this guy was. They obviously set it, I think they set it up. Like, they have course. to sell something like they that. They set it up to, like, make, like, a yeah. narrative. Um, so when it aired, I was like, this is absolutely... Didn't we? We watched it. I can't remember yeah. if we, we watched it, was, it in our it living room. It was hilarious. It was absolutely awful, 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 awful. One the other, I'm going to, like, talk about celebrity now. Like, a really bad yeah. job I had mm. was um, with... Oh, what's his name? Uh, Jesse Mc- uh, from Desperate Housewives. He was the gardener. Oh, Jesse something. Yeah. 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 Um, so he just walked in. I don't know if he had heard about the room before or ever. There were people like following him. So we got him in quick and put him in a room. Um, and whenever we got a celebrity in who was relevant at the time, we would phone head office and be like, um, how much? Because celebrities are allowed gifted items and allowed big discounts yeah. and stuff. Um, and he was allowed um, £100 worth of free product. Um, and then he was allowed 50% off anything else that he wanted. And he was with us the whole day, the whole day trying to spend this like £100. No. But he was like, he wouldn't let us finish until we hit it exactly at hundred pounds. Are you kidding? Does that make sense? So like yeah. we'd be shopping for stuff on the shop floor and then he he had like 10 pounds left. And I was like, there's like three, two for free. Um, no, was it three pounds? No, was it three for 10 pound t-shirts right. over there? Let's just get a few basic t-shirts, yeah. like a black, white and a gray. Hmm. Um, and then we put them through. Then he was like, oh no, I really like this jumper. And every time, like, I, I remember like every half hour we'd have to go to the till and kind of like re-work out the total. Oh. And then it was just absolutely unbearable. And then I remember at the same time, um, 
we had like this um, like amazing Chinese guy who would come in like once a year and just buy everything, absolutely mm. everything. He was really rich. He was like the first guy to get stem cell um, surgery in his face or something. I remember oh, wow. that was like, his claim to mm. fame. And he was amazing. We loved talking to him when he came in. We'd actually shut the whole room down for him and yeah. he'd spend that much money. Mm. Um, we only saw him once a month and in there you would make friends with clients and you, you'd want to catch up kind of yeah. thing. Um, but this Jesse guy was taking up so much room and it was just literally every half hour recalculating, trying to get bang on a hundred pounds. Oh he wasn't going to spend any, anything more. Even if he went two pound over, he would have got 50% off that. So it would have been a pound. Uh, Do you know what I mean? And But he yeah. wouldn't have it. And it was the most awkward, infuriating, like, appointment ever. And yeah, he of course. didn't even book. Do you know what I mean? It was so, uh. so annoying. Um... And then, to be honest, you just get dicks anyway in, in places like that. You get yeah, people coming who are like friends of so and so, and they thought they were important. Yeah, like no one really cared. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of like a really bad day that I had, like on a shoot or something. No, I don't have any bad stories. Good stories. I'm gonna mm. celebrity name drop again. Um, <laughs> good, good times. Um, Beyonce came mm. in. That was beautiful. Um, <laughs> she was, they were really late. So basically in, in Top Man, what we do is we'd go, um, we'd go home for the day. So we closed up really late. I think it was like nine, the store would close. Yeah. But then we'd often have to come back at like midnight or 11 p.m. Yeah. So that celebrities could shop in private. Yeah. Um, and they'd have the whole store. So somewhere like Beyonce, we'd have the whole store for. Mm. Um, so we did that. We went home, like got dressed, whatever, came back and we'd often like take new clothes off the rails and wear them with the tags on. Yeah. So, I mean, they just put them back on the rails. Yeah. Um, they were really late. Her and Jay-Z and I think her mum was there. Um, like an hour late. And then what we used to have to do was line up so that the celebrity security could see who Everyone. was working. Yeah. yeah. So we were all lined up and then... Beyonce comes in, she's really small, like a lot yeah. shorter than I thought. Yeah. And Jay-Z comes in, they're wearing matching hoodies and the cutest thing ever. Yeah. Um, and she she's like stunning, like absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And I don't I don't care about celebrities at all. Like it doesn't yeah. bother me. Yeah. But everyone was no one would sp- no one was speaking. Like all yeah. the people that were working, Beyonce was like, like hey, no, she just said like that. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> hey everybody. Hi everybody. Um <laughs> She's like, hi, and, and everyone said hi, and she was like, she went, sorry we're late, we had dinner, and it kind of ran behind, and, um, you know, God knows it, it's probably like ten times more difficult for them to eat dinner. Of course, But yeah. no one said anything, we were just standing there, like, all looking awkward, like, everyone was, like, laughing, like, pretending, like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. No one said anything. So I was like, what did you have for dinner? They're like, oh. Nando's. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Nando's. Um, and then the manager just swooped in and kind of said how it was all going to work and yeah. stuff. So then Beyonce was finished downstairs. So she came upstairs and shot with Jay-Z. Yeah. <laughs> so uncool saying yeah. Yeah, the Jay-Z. <laughs> um, and this is like a mix of like one of the best moments of my life, but also the worst because yeah. Beyonce wanted a pair of shoes. She wanted these, um, like they were like, not Ugg, but they were like boots with a fur trim at the top. Mm-hmm. I think they might be like Caterpillar or something. Yeah. Um, so I go into the shoe stock room and we never used to do that. We used to get people in the shoes to bring yeah. us in the shoes. Yeah. Because they make commission as well. Yeah. Um, and we went in and we didn't have the size. The mm-hmm. size w- wasn't there at all. And I'm in there like going like cold sweat thinking I've got to go out there and tell Beyonce that we don't have the shoe she wants. <laughs> and like that's bad enough when it's a normal client because it's like, fuck, I've got to find another pair. Like it's going to throw off the whole It'll outfit. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine, but I'm gonna have to go out and tell her. And I couldn't. I was like, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, so I went outside and kind of like avoided them. I went the long way around. I text my manager. I was like, Can you come over here? I was like, I'm by the basic tees. Um, <laughs> I was like, You need to go and tell Beyonce we don't have her shoes. I was like, No. <laughs> he was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> he was like, Just come and tell them. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And he was like, So chilled, like super relaxed about everything. Yeah. So I go over. I'm like, Hi. <laughs> Hi Beyonce. It's Hi me. Beyonce. It's me. I'm like, we don't have your shoes, I'm afraid. And she was like, oh no, really? Then she looked oh. at me like, are you sure? I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm so sorry. She said, that's okay. And then I kind of walked up. And I don't know why, but I felt like crying. I just yeah. wanted to go behind the shoes and cry. <laughs> but she was so sweet, and it was such like a, a nice like. It was a really uh, amazing job. 
um, and like those nights kind of like even though yeah. it's like one o'clock in the morning yeah. we're like we're like nice yeah um, really oh that's nice. really cute yeah she was really nice and I have to say like when it comes to like celebrities it's yeah. usually like, the A-listers that are the nicest, the nicest. people you're ever yeah. gonna meet because yeah. they just don't care Naomi Campbell one of the nicest people I've ever met yeah. I thought she was gonna throw a phone at me or like, yeah. or, like smack in me the face. yeah spit in my <laughs> eye um, so sweet I did one thing for her mm. I think it was like bring down a pair of shoes for like a guy that she was with um, and she was just really overly grateful like it was she was really nice yeah um, but then it's like the Z-listers or like the TV the presenters worst, are always a bit like... Worst. Oh. So there's this person, we won't say a name, who me and James both kind of came into contact with through our working lives. Mm. And this one person... TV presenter. TV presenter. That's all. Whenever that's all. I would be with her, she would always be on the phone. Always. Constantly, constantly on the phone. Never come off it once ever not even acknowledge anyone around her she was the worst person she wasn't even that big at this time she was mm. just complete oh yeah her- horrendous 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 person yeah so this same woman would come into the downstairs personal shopping in top mm. shop and she'd bring usually like a gay friend with her or like her mm. brother or something mm. and obviously we had we had like snacks we had a champagne and stuff and if a celebrity came in if they wanted food we'd go and get them food depending on what level yeah. so a lot of work would go into this lady coming in mm. hoping we can make up costs some with money her buying yeah. food but every time she'd come in she'd go into the VIP bit. We had, obviously, the VIP rooms, but then we had, like, the VIP VIP bit. Yeah. Um, she would take off her shoes, put her feet up on the sofas, the suede sofas, mm. um, just drink and drink and drink with her friend, um, whatever friend she brought in, and buy nothing. She spent hours in there. Absolute hours. And I'd have to be down there every time in case the guy wanted anything the from worst. upstairs. The absolute Honestly, worst. the worst. I, so, if anyone's familiar with these um, in the UK, there was this two girls. I can't remember what they auditioned for. They were called the Cheeky Girls. Oh my god. What did did they audition for? Was it like Pop Stars or something? Oh, it's Pop Stars. Yeah. Pop Stars. Way back in the day. And they're famous for not being able to sing. Mm. And they're from Transylvania. (laughs) They're two identical twins. The rudest people I've ever met in my life. Really? Yeah, really, really, really rude. Like, they wouldn't, again, wouldn't talk to anyone. They'll give... Um, put rubbish in people's hands like they'll be <gasps> eating something and put like yeah awful I've they tried to give me some uh, like a food wrap and I was like there's a bin right there I'm not touching mm. it like who are you you're you're not you're famous because everyone's laughing at you mm. and you treat people <laughs> like crap like that's yeah. Yeah, some of yeah awful 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 hated yeah them. yeah and that's the thing as well I think like when you are constantly surrounded by these like celebrities mm. it gets less and less interesting every time yeah. someone walks in you're Absolutely. like I really don't care uh-huh. and that's the thing is meeting them it does I think Taylor Swift and Beyonce are the only two people that I met that I'm like wow you're actually amazing everyone yeah. else they're just people like yeah. obviously Beyonce yeah. and Taylor Swift are too but they really <laughs> are you know people say like everyone boos and it's like they do yeah. but they literally are so not bland but they're so average when you meet them in real life yeah they're obviously great. They're celebrities because they're good at what they do. Yeah. But it's just so like, I, I never get the fascination with like celebrity culture or like gossip. No. Unless it's somebody gossip. you idolise. Like, I mean, if I met Oprah, I would, I would cry. Oh, that would do it. I, I would, would be, be like, like give me some of your mashed potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were the best mashed potatoes I've ever had in my life. And then mm. that would be me. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's... Although when the cast of Glee came in, I did scream into a pile of clothes in the back because I was watching it at the time. <laughs> Remember, they all came in. Um, and then, yeah, I just ran around the corner and screamed and then went back out. It's like, can I get anyone a drink? Can I get... <laughs> Do we take off your shoes and sit on our sofas? <laughs> I just think of like a really bad like job I was on. I don't think... Is oh God, I remember together? when I worked for ASOS, right? We used to do this thing where we'd go out on the street and we'd interview men and be like, what's your fashion yes, staple oh my God. For, for, like, winter? Yeah. Half of them would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but I wasn't very good on camera. That was the first time I, I, I'd go on camera and, like, You had a microphone and, and never, like, holding a microphone. I had a, a fucking microphone. Yeah. Um, and it was just the worst day. And I remember I was coming to the end of, like, working at ASOS. And I was like, they're not a bad company to work for. It's yeah. just we were stylists and they were trying to turn us into, like, influencers, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... I remember, like, the guy that he was, like, head of men's social or something. I couldn't get this outro. 
it was something like, so there we have it. There's what men of London are wearing for spring, summer, or something like something ridiculous. Yeah. And I kept saying it wrong, but I was like, how am I getting it wrong? And I wrote it down to this big argument. And he kept repeating what I was saying. I was yeah. like, whatever I said, it sounds absolutely fine. I was like, let's wrap up now. Like, yeah. it was like the worst day, like going out on the street in the cold and interviewing people and trying. It's a whole day of like stopping people and asking if they and want to be And everyone's in London. No one wants to no. stop. Everyone's doing no, stuff. There's a camera crew on the street every day in London. Like, yeah, exactly. you pass, like, and you have no to one cares. All the time. Yeah. All the time. Um, and it's like, and in the end, you get what, like five people in your video out of 20 yeah. that you interviewed. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, one of the worst, like, literally, like, I hated doing it. I yeah. absolutely hated doing it. It sounds um, horrific. It, sounds it was terrible. awful. It was awful. Ugh. I look back on the videos now, though, and I'm like, I can't, like, I, I used to be so awkward on camera. <laughs> so, so awkward. But other than that, we've been very lucky. Well, yeah, we've been extremely lucky, and it's very easy to complain about your job. Like, we can complain about our jobs now, but actually, we've been mm. incredibly lucky the whole, our whole careers. Yes. The right people at the right time would summarize my career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Falling into every job you've Falling ever had would summarize my into... <laughs> But you know, that's a serious like point though. I think like a lot of people, like, so I went to university thinking I was going to be a photographer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I've had so many different jobs yeah. to what I'm doing now, which is probably what I'm going to be doing for a long time until something else happens as an yeah. extension of this. And I think like whilst, I think whilst a lot of people are, now, obviously, with lockdown and stuff, not able to do their final year exams, and they don't really know what college they're going into because they've not been able to apply, for example, or they're going to uni, but they yeah. can't start this year. You know, everything mm-hmm. going on. It sounds so cheesy and so cliche to say, but what is meant to happen will happen, and it exactly. will just happen. Exactly. And that's really bad, but as long as you're working yeah. hard at mm-hmm. whatever you're doing at that particular moment in time, exactly. opportunities come up everywhere else. That's it. I've had so many jobs all like the same job but loads of different jobs <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah. it just it just there's always something is always going to happen or something is always going to equate to something else you know what mm-hmm. I mean it isn't just like the end of it and that's the end of that you know things mm-hmm. lead on to something else that's how yeah. things happen literally yeah. Yeah, so. yeah and just be nice like if you work in this kind of industry as well mm. word spreads about people very very quickly it's so think, easily yeah I think you put it in any any kind of like um industry be nice to people work mm-hmm. hard mm-hmm. whilst you're at work <laughs> do yeah. things for free if you have to yeah but just be nice and it does really get you such a long way it really does that was that i hope you guys enjoyed listening to our stories and yeah we just um, thought we'd have a chat today yeah yes. let's have a chat really mm. let us know if you've <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what? Some work horror stories would be really great conversation. Yeah, that would be really send us nice. Some work horror Let stories. us know some. But yeah, thank yeah. you so much for joining us again, everyone. We are available on Spotify now. Um, it seems like ages ago that happened, but I think it's only been one episode. We've been on Spotify, so you can go and listen on there. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. I don't know if you can do that on Spotify and iTunes. I'm not sure. I have no idea. Um, absolutely no idea. Can I just also mention something? A lot of people ask about the Google something. Um, podcasts in the UK are unable to submit to them. Why? I don't know. I just it just blocks. It just blocks us. Okay. It's like you can't Let's do it. Let's look into that. Um, yeah. So we will. Yeah, of course we'll try, but. We're not illegal people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what is a VPN. Um, So yeah, thank you so much again, guys. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at the Double Cleanse Podcast. Uh, I've been Robert Welch. And I've been Jesus. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Have an amazing week. Oh, there's my doorbell. Bye. Better go get it, boy. So, you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media? 
source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 